That's my girl. She got the fan she like she's in, in the background of that shot. <laughs> matching fan, Incredible. matching drip, matching, matching nails. I love it. It's amazing. Mm. MCU Canada. Did you guys rob an as construction worker? Oh my god, they look like this. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> oh, I already want to show up these guys. These guys are hilarious. There's... I know. They look stupid. They look so dumb. So goofy. <laughs> Thunderball. Did you get it? No. <gasps> Once you turned into She-Hulk, I couldn't pierce that nasty green skin. Ooh. Nasty green nasty. skin. Nasty, shut your mouth. Oh, fool. <laughs> so who is their boss? Sketchy. Who could it Ooh, be? This is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's official after show for Marvel's She-Hulk. I'm Eric Voss, and with me are Empty and Jessica Clemens. Hello, friends. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. She-Hulk just got jumped. Hey, Holy hey. shit. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Let's recap what happened this episode. Episode 3, Jin reels after the leaked video of Abomination fighting Wong that we saw in Shang-Chi, but Blonsky says he was taken against his will. Nikki looks up Wong and we learn that he at one point worked for a Target for like nine years. <laughs> I love how she sent him a thirst trap of books. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it works. He's like, where is He's she? like, where is that? Yeah, where the where books? Is books? <laughs> When he does arrive, he's looking both ways, and I'm like, okay, so you are looking for Nikki, and I hope I want I want a love interest for Wong. I want a love right? interest for Wong. I think they'd be I great. Stand by Nikki's it. amazing. I love her. I'd love to go on a double date with Nikki and Wong. Are you kidding oh my me? God. A game oh my night God. with those two? It would be, be magical. Please. <laughs> I've done it. Get out. Exit out. Exit out right now. MT, you are now Sorcerer Supreme. Hey, this episode. That's how you win, bad puns. You did it. We see this montage of local news and social media reactions dragging Jen for repping Blonsky, but really they're just looking for a reason to cancel her, these assholes. Like, just like, give them, in the, give them a reason, right? They already had these all lined up, ready to, ready to trash her. We actually see an interview with Blonsky's former attorney, Gideon Wilson, who in the comics is Sam Wilson's brother. Jess is actually gonna go further into this guy in the Easter egg breakdown that's coming out later today. Be sure to watch it, it's gonna be amazing. Jess, I'm sure you have some hot takes on, on this dude, right? Yeah, uh, I'm very confused, but I, I explain why it's going <laughs> That's all we ask. So Jen's former co-worker at the DA, Dennis Bukowski, has hired GLKNH to sue his ex-girlfriend, a light elf named Runa, who impersonated Megan the Stallion. And this is our first shout out to the light elves of Alfheim in the MCU. Alfheim is the final one of the nine realms yet to be established in the MCU. We're going to talk more about the Light Elves later. We also meet briefly Mallory Book, Jen's co-worker in the Superhuman Law Division, played by uh, Hamilton's Renee Lee Goldberry. That's exciting to see her. Give her uh, a longer scene, please. I want to see what she's all about. But anyway, Wong shows up looking for Nikki, mm, doesn't find her, but he talks to Jen and he says, he confirms that he did extract Blonsky from prison. Why? To have a worthy opponent as part of his training to become Sorcerer Supreme. I have questions about this. I thought he was already Sorcerer Supreme during the blip when, when Stephen Strange wasn't there. So maybe there's still some like trials or some fitness checks that you have to go through after your Sorcerer Supreme. I have to uh, re-up my membership every few <laughs> months by fighting some hulked out figure and I'll steal him from prison I if just I have think, to. I think Wong is just, uh, which uh, clearly, because he brings up being in the Sorcerer Supreme every second he's on camera. I think he just <laughs> takes it so literally that he's like, I also have to train for it. I already have the job, but I just need to be the best of the right. best of the best. 
And I'm like, go yeah. off. Yeah. Go off, my baby. Go off. I love you. Ooh, I love him so yeah. much. I love Wong. I mean, yes, let's just, this is this is the era of Wong, mm-hmm. the summer of Wong, and I'm here for it. I love Wong. Even She-Hulk um, addresses it. Even the, even the yeah. writers and She-Hulk herself is like, <laughs> we know you want him. <laughs> we know, we know you tune in. No one's complaining. I love how Wong references erasing everyone's memories during Spider-Man No Way Home, and he calls it messy. Which is fascinating that yes. he remembers yes. the fact that this yes. memory wipe happened. Mm. Because, yeah, anyway, we'll talk about this mm. more. But he offers to send Blonsky to the Mirror Dimension and the Shadow Dimension, uh, tying back into Multiverse Madness and in uh, Love and Thunder, Shadow Realm, we assume, might be the same thing. I don't yeah. know if it's, it's the same thing, it's, Dimensions Realm. It's the Shadow Realm from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! That's what they're talking about, specifically. That's what I thought they were talking about. I was thinking about it, I even put it in my breakdown. No, I didn't. I did not put Yu-Gi-Oh! at all in my breakdown. <laughs> Blue eyes, uh, white dragon. Think, Sorry, keep going. <laughs> I think Jess needs to release her Yu-Gi-Oh card rankings. Exactly. Uh, you have a Google. Where's I don't think anybody wants that. Jess, where is nobody it? Nobody wants that. <laughs> ain't nobody wants that. I got my Digimon, but I ain't got my Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, <laughs> Digimon all day. So Runa the Light Elf messes with everybody this episode. She pretends to be Dennis. She pretends to be Pug, our boy Pug. She says sexually harassing women. <laughs> <is my> <laughs> Oh my God! Literally that, a career ender. I, I she could have literally. We must protect that Pug career. at all costs. Pug, Pug looked at them and said, "You guys know me." He's like, "You know I me." Said, I gave you I all of the map to a best bathroom for pooping. You guys know me. I'm a good man. I know. <laughs> well, he gave too many people that map him to you. Now that's the only bathroom right? people poop. Long line. Basically, Long everyone's in Tommy's office, <laughs> and everyone's using the same bucket in Tommy's office, look, and look, now they're all pissed. Look, while Tommy's away, we all use the same bucket in Tommy's <laughs> office. Yeah, I mean, you know what's going to happen in the MCU, unfortunately, is all the assholes are going to say, hey, I didn't send that dick pic a light up. (laughs) It's true. It's the new my account was hacked. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a light elf. It's it's precedent in law now. It's like, all right, now light elves can can do bad shit. All right, whatever. (laughs) So we see Blonsky's parole hearing. We meet Blonsky's seven soulmates, uh, some adoring pen pals wearing wreaths, a true Manson family situation. I'm sure you guys caught that reaction shot where he hulked out and they're all like, ooh, oh. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he looks like a giant fish man. And every and all of them were immediately like swoon. And I hey was man, like, no. The Shape of Water uh, won an Oscar. That's so, uh, different. I can see. That's different. And we know that's different. That man's different. That man's fine as hell. But this... Mm. <laughs> Jess, I don't know what you're talking about. Our boy claims that he has changed emotionally, physically, metaphysically, spiritually, karmically, cosmically, and interdimensionally. interdimensionally. Which, what the hell does he mean by that? <laughs> this guy doesn't bend other dimensions that we know of. Wong, what have you been doing with him? Seriously. Taking him to that hand dimension that Doctor Strange went to. He's like, screw up every part of me. I'll, I'll settle for seven. But yep. I'll take infin- infinite hands. That's a good. Anyway. That's a good. That's a good impression of him. I'll give you that. I like that one. That one's good. I'm working on it. My my British accent changes every time. You know, there's some UK <laughs> people are watching. Like, no, that's Australian. No, I don't no. know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, oh, no. So we learned that Blonsky is a compound where he's going to set up a meditation retreat. Wow, that's never been a start of a sentence that I want to finish. Right. But Dennis and Runa have their trial. We learn that Runa is the daughter of an elfin diplomat. The judge denies her diplomatic immunity when she tries to quote Thor and Odin with that Asgard's not a place, it's a people. And then Runa impersonates a judge for good measure. Wong shows up to the parole board hearing late and he tells them that he did take Blonsky from prison. But despite 
offering him some asylum at Camartage. Blonsky insisted on returning to prison. It sounds like Wong just making shit up for Blonsky. He just likes his sparring buddy, but I don't know. Blonsky hulks out, proves he's in control, and is able to talk. Uh, and Jen testifies that Dennis is a delusional loser capable of being duped by an impersonator, and the judge rules in Dennis's favor, making these stallion cameos in the back of the courtroom. I love it. I love it. But this is the first of, you know, this is not the first of many MCU cameos that we see. Elon Musk was in Iron Man 2. This is true. We've had was he? crazy weird celebrity games. I can't yeah. remember that. And like I, right I wish you would never said it. The fight on the, on the <laughs> yeah. road there. Um, he's yeah. talking to Larry Tony. Ellison showed up in that same movie too. Like because they had the Oracle, you know, biodome thing, right? Mm. Like, so. Technically like Beyonce is also MCU canon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wong loves Oh my God. Oh my God. They should have got Beyonce too. That would have been incredible. You think Beyonce would have showed up? Beyonce's too busy with her last album. She's like, oh no. She showed up in Pink Panther. Yeah. She thinks she's too good for movies ever since Pink Panther, which is the worst thing she's ever been in. And I will say it out loud. The worst thing she's ever been in. Wow. Those are some harsh words, Jess. Harsh is words. Is it? Is no, it? No, not really. Is it? I'll give her, I'll give her, um, I'll give her any, I'll give her, Dream Girls was good, okay? Pink Panther wasn't good with her in it. Austin gold Powers member? Gold Member was Ooh. okay. I love She's gold. She's a whole okay. lot of woman. I love these movies. I'm saying Beyonce in the movies is what mm. I don't like. Okay. I love the movies. Mm. Me and Beyonce can talk. I, it's her It's her acting, which is me and her have a beef about. The parole board agrees to release Blonsky so long as he wears an inhibitor. And then Jen gets attacked by this crew who robbed an Asgardian con- uh, construction site. It sounds like they're the version of the Wrecking Crew from the comics. They tried to steal Jen's blood. They work for a mysterious boss. And in the post-credit scene, Jen and Megan the stallion twerk. Because why not? Why, why wouldn't exactly. you? It, Best post credit scene in the MCU. <laughs> it, my favorite part about it is she got the one line that every Megan Thee Stallion fan would say is, I'd kill for you, Megan Stallion. <laughs> and she was like, okay, settle like, down. I was back, like, that'd be please. the first thing I say to her. That would be the first yeah. thing I'd say to her. I'd be like, who do you want me to kill? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't forget you are a Hulk. I'm very terrified, so please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to the question of who this wrecking crew is and who they work for, MT, you have uh, some fun news to share with us. And guys, do not forget to head on over to newrockstarsmerch.com to grab our newest, latest obsession shirt, Lady Justice, inspired by the She-Hulk series. This limited edition shirt will not be available forever, so be sure to grab one before they're gone faster than an abomination on parole. And when you do purchase the latest obsession shirt, you unlock the ability to get a custom shout out that will appear right here on Inside Marvel. So be sure to check out all of our amazing merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. But Jess, what is our first question for this episode? Mm, our first question is, who is the Wrecking Crew and who do they work for? Mm, yes. Who are their daddies and what do they uh, do? Oh, I can answer that. <laughs> I can answer that. The Wrecking Crew is a recurring group of supervillains who first appeared in the Defenders comics in 1974, but really they've showed up again and again fighting the Avengers, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, the X-Men, She-Hulk. For the most part, they're known as villains to Thor. They are made up of the Wrecker, a.k.a. the prisoner Dirk Garthwaite, who gets powers when his crowbar is enchanted by the non-queen, Carnilla, and uh, she actually thought he was Loki. A lightning bolt strikes his crowbar, transforms Gartwaite along with the ex-physicist who asked for his help, Dr. Elliot Franklin. Franklin becomes Thunderball, who carries Mace, the kind of uh, ball and chain thing that you see. The uh, There's some other prisoners, Henry Camp, 
Camp becomes Bulldozer, who wears the armored helmet, and then a Brian Kaluski, who becomes Pile Driver. In the comics, he has giant hands here. It kind of looks like he wears these armored gauntlets that glow. They first fight the Defenders in Luke Cage, but then over the years, they're, they're always breaking out of prison. They fight Thor a lot, and really um, any one of the other Marvel heroes from time to time. With this episode of She-Hulk, the MCU looks to be changing their origin a bit to something closer to, I guess, Adrian Toomes' crew in Spider-Man Oh, yeah, I got like, major instead of these men becoming crew vibes from them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're picking up the wrong shit, right? And they don't know how to use it. Instead of these men being enchanted physiologically by Carnilla, it just kind of looks like they acquired some Asgardian tech, and now they're working for someone who wants Jennifer Walters' blood, which is interesting. This kind of set up in episode one with that close-up of Bruce incinerating her blood samples, showing us how precious of a resource Hulk blood is and how it shouldn't fall into the wrong hand. Thor Love and Thunder explored the effect of New Asgard in Earth's society. New Asgard is now a tourist destination with enchanted boats and inappropriate Thanos ice cream. King Valkyrie has to sit in on these conferences with all these international diplomats. There was that news ticker in Spider-Man uh, No Way Home mentioning political turmoil in New Asgard. And now we're seeing how the light elf Runa, who is uh, one of the citizens of New Asgard, she's using Asgardian shape-shifting sorcery, the kind Loki uses to defraud people in America. So uh, in general, Asgardians, uh, Technology and magic is just kind of screwing with uh, society in all kinds of ways. This is a new version of leftover Chitari tech after the Battle of New York. So let's speculate. What is the Wrecking Crew's MCU origin? I don't know. I, I think the recent crisis with Gore, when New Asgard's leaders and parents were just distracted by Gore snatching their kids, and Thor, Valkyrie, Jane, and Korg went off to Omnipotent City, then onto the Shadow Realm to deal with it. The, that colony really had its guard down, and visitors there at the time might have swiped some enchanted construction tools. And clearly, these guys just aren't very good at using these. Clearly, you know, like they're they're falling all over themselves. Uh, I think. They then might have shopped them to some of the various arms dealers throughout the MCU. We know the power broker, Sharon Carter from Madripoor. Now she's exonerated after the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's the various silent partners that she is connected with. In the comics, the Wrecking Crew has worked under the hood. Parker Robbins, we know he's uh, showing up in Ironheart. We think it's going to be Anthony Ramos's character. But I suspect their boss will have some Thunderbolts or Daredevil connection. Maybe Wilson Fisk Kingpin. Maybe Val. One of them could be Sharon Carter's buyer, whom she called on the phone. If they are, uh, like, I feel like those two would be the most eager to acquire weaponized fluid like Super Soldier Serum and Hulk blood. We know in the MCU, the Hulk project really was uh, rooted in that Super Soldier project. A base that Blonsky was talking to Ross about in that 2008 Hulk movie. I really think Kingpin and Val might have been the ones who gave Holloway the money, 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 money to set up the superhero law division at GLKNH to exonerate people like Blonsky. And then uh, maybe groups like the Wrecking Crew report to them. But I, I want to know both of your thoughts. There's really, uh, sky's the limit with options they could be working for. Mm -hmm. No, I think that um, w this is setting up something that was teased at the end of the Incredible Hulk, sort of, with, um, with the leader. Because the leader had a room, mm. a massive room full of the Hulk's blood that the Hulk, he sent him one sample and the, and the leader was like, all right, I'm just going to make a bunch because I want to cure humanity of all the sicknesses of the world. And the Bruce was like, no, we have to burn this room. And like we see off screen in uh, the Avengers prelude comic, uh, I believe number seven, that um, the leader like tries to get um, Natasha to take all the blood so he can form a new society, form this new world like, that is ruled by people of power and influence. And I think that we're seeing that come into fruition in this show because like these people want Jen's blood specifically because it can give you superpowers it can give you the ability to become a super soldier. And I think that there's a possibility here that uh, Val working on behalf of Hydra is trying to fill the world with chaos 
by by flooding the world with a bunch of super powered people so that Hydra can come in and try to take over the world slowly. Be like, oh man, we need the Sokovia Accords again. Like, because like, well, that, that was really going to help us out. And like, we just threw that away. We need to, the, to control people and to have our own Avengers in every state and to just, you know, keep the world safe. But we're actually Hydra. We're going to take over the world. Um, so I think that this is um, what they might be setting up here with this uh, Gen Blood situation. But what, what do you think, Jess? I agree. I well, when I first, I think it's a good idea to bring the leader in, especially if we're going to bring in this much of an Incredible Hulk. Why not bring the leader in? So I did pitch like this might be the leader. But if we're talking like, I'm not trying to turn this into rogue theory, but if we want to make this wild, I agree with what both of you are saying ultimately. Uh, but also, oh, ah, you got the Romans! <laughs> I haven't seen those. I haven't seen those in so long. Give them back. Give them back. <laughs> Give them no, back they're to mine. us. They're, they're mine. mine. They're all mine. They're mine. <laughs> also, well, to also add on to what Voss said first, I I just think Wilson Fisk is so messy and Val mm. isn't. Val is very pretty clean about getting her people. So I don't know if it'd be that close working together, but I do want to see them be working for Leapfrog. And why I think I want them mm. to be working for Leapfrog is I want Leapfrog to be a rich version, opposite of kind of what he kind of was in the comics. I want him to like make up for what his dad did and have his own pair of goons. And I just want these to be the goons that he hires. And I want, because these, the Wrecking Crew is such a joke. And I'm sorry for people that love the Wrecking Crew. You can still <laughs> love them, but also say that they're fools. They, they're fools. And also they're, they're, they're villains that wear their symbol on their chest. <laughs> like of t-shirts. Not like an actual costume. They're just this best is, friends, they, okay? <laughs> they, went, they went to like a place and was like, hey, can you print these on a shirt for us? We want a circle with a giant W in the middle. Can you put a symbol on a shirt, please? That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> the Flag Smashers didn't really even do that. Did they? they didn't have like a shirt that said Flag Smash. Like they... They were no, just they like, didn't go to a screen. They just got, they put red paint on their hands right. and slapped each yeah, other in the face. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I just think it's kind of like cartoony to make t-shirts. I think it's sweet. I think it's adorable. They all hang out in a van together. Right. And they like. And they're bad they kind at of what they're each doing. Other. They're like, that was a bad idea, friends. I'm sorry. Let's go get ice cream. They did like the Power Rangers setup and then all got knocked in one one push. So it's like, that's why I think for Leapfrog, it would make the most sense. Keep it chaotic with another chaotic. Have them just be working for like a mediocre mid villain versus like Wilson Fisk. I think he learned his lesson from the uh, the jumpsuits or the tracksuit mafia, uh, where it's like they can oh, be really yeah, yeah. messy. Let's not make Ooh. messy messy again. That's a good point. That'd be a lot of uh, sloppy groups who are comedic working for uh, working for Wilson Fisk. But I can't see Wilson wanting the Wrecking Crew to take her blood because, like, I think at this point. This dude's blind, right? He should be blind at the end of Hawkeye because, mm, like, uh, Echo sort of shoots eye. him off screen. So, like, oh, you think presumably he, he's like, blind? So maybe he wants you to think he him? would hire a better team than the Wrecking Crew? The Wrecking Crew was actually worse than the <laughs> hey, track Wilson suit. looks kind of broke so, like, these days. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. That is true. The way he left the third season of of, of Daredevil, he has nothing. So yeah. he could be yeah. that. De he might have met the Wrecking Crew in prison because they met in prison, but. Mm. I still am like, the Wrecking Crew's just so messy. They can't be working for Val. <laughs> Val would never hire those those fools. I mean, maybe there's a lot of different crews. Maybe there's like, I don't know, six different crews. And these guys, we're just kind of working our way through all the different slop, slop towns. I think you right? mentioned it. And we didn't even bring up the fact that we're getting Red Hood in the Iron and Ironheart. So why wouldn't he be working for the Red Hood crime syndicate that we see in the oh, comics? Oh, just the Hood. So Red it's like, Hood's DC. <laughs> Oh, oh, not Red Hood, sorry. Oh, God, the hood, sorry. It is I did, I did say that. It is a Red Hood, it is so red. that's the... You're not we didn't wrong. bring up the hood. Yeah. There's too many hoods. 
Too many hoods. Right. Too many, too many <laughs> properties. But you did bring up the hood and how he worked for the Hoods Crime Syndicate in uh in the comics briefly. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in Ironheart as like like a team of weird villains. I, yeah, I think it's I, I love this idea of the leader as well. I mean, I'm ready for him to come back and like if Blonsky can come back, the leader can totally come back. I'm just wondering, would it be Hydra that he's connected with? Could it be the intelligentsia? Are we going to see like a lineup of supervillains? Because we know the, the leaders connected with that. I'd love to see other groups, you know, just like a couple different uh, leagues of villains who are all kind of like work in different angles, right? Mm. Um, it's just who would be more interested? I guess Hydra has a history of super soldier serum and wanting their hands on that kind of thing to create an army of, you know, brainwashed We're warriors. obsessed, right? man. Like, obsessed with that super soldier serum. They want more. Freaking Red Skull was, like, the first super soldier serum um, recipient, although he got a really bad concoction. And so they're probably just like, hey, let's be like our pal Red Skull, our god. Let's make us all superpowered. Could they be working with Southpaw, since we know that Southpaw is holding Holloway's, like, oh, spoilers, mm. in the comic, is holding Holloway's granddaughter. Do you think that they could be working mm. for Southpaw, who's on the streets right now? And she's like, get that She-Hulk blood. Give me that blood. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if Holloway could, like, there's something wrong with Southpaw, or, like, she's sick. He's like, I need her blood oh. so that um, she can be really oh, cool and have I a could. big old arm or whatever. <laughs> Damn it. That's the only way I'd I'd give sympathy to Holden too, is because I like Southpaw. I hate him right now, and I don't think I think he's, he's still up to no dude. good. He's up to no good. Yeah. He is sketch, Shifty. and that's the only way I'll like like him is if he's just trying to protect his granddaughter. Here's here's a hot take: Dracula. What if Dracula wants some Ooh, blood? Blood, baby. And we get some mm. Dracula business going on. It sets up Blade, baby, because we have Blades coming. True. Next year. That is Next so Halloween. true. I it never should. thought about that vampire angle. That is such a good idea. Because, like, what is that, like, Mountain Dew flavor <laughs> like, with gamma blood? It's like, mmm, delicious. I've never had this. It's code ever. red. Code red. That's Mountain Dew code red. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I feel oh, like it would be delicious to have. Oh, that's such a good red. idea. Oh, my God. That's so good. I drank uh, Mountain Dew code red exclusively. I don't think I drank water freshman year of high school. Your kidneys love it more than water. Take little sips during. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I piss blood. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Keep it to yourself. As long as it's not in Tommy's bathroom office, I don't care what you do. Anyway, hey, let's talk about our sponsors, Helix Sleep. When you got a big day at court, you're gonna wanna get some great sleep the night before, and nothing helps you get perfect night's sleep like a Helix mattress. I have a Helix mattress, as does MT, recently producer Zach, producer John, got a Helix mattress. They got separate ones, they didn't, they're not sure. <laughs> they got a bunk bed <laughs> mattress they sleep together. Helix Sleep is a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that, so they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Mattress is great for spinal alignment to prevent some morning aches and pains. Even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. Producer Zach took the Helix quiz and was matched to the Midnight Deluxe mattress because he's a side sleeper that needed a softer mattress, and now he doesn't wake up with a sore shoulder or neck like he did with the other mattresses that he used to have. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2021 by GQ and Wired Magazine. So here's what you got to do. Go to helixsleep.com slash inside marvel. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they will match you to a customized mattress. They'll give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash inside 
Marvel. All right, back to the episode. I want to ask you two, do you think Wong remembers the memory wipe spell from Spider-Man No Way Home? Actually, I had this question too. And so then I went back and rewatched No Way Home. And technically, uh, he brings it up to, he basically asked Wong for permission. Right before Wong leaves, he's like, do you remember the party that happened at the Carmitage? He's like, no, exactly. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, just leave me out of it. I don't want to deal with it. So he's aware of the spell before it was created. So I think he's aware that everyone's mind got wiped about Peter Parker or Spider-Man. And then the whole thing happened and then everyone got wiped knowing who Peter Parker is. So I think he still knows the original spell that was supposed right. to take place of like everyone forgetting Peter, uh, Spider-Man. Mm. I like that justification. It makes sense. That, that does make a lot of sense. But also like the spell was very specific to Peter Parker and the knowledge that he is Spider-Man. Like everyone probably saw the huge cracks over uh, the Statue of Liberty. So like that's probably in people's memories, but they probably have no idea why it happened or like if it's related to Peter Parker in any way. So I think that Wong probably saw the cracks. He's like, hmm, those are the dark borders that I was talking about. I told Strange about. Uh, so something happened with that spell. Something terribly wrong, uh, but I can't remember. So uh, all I know is that the spell is bad. We should probably not do it again. <laughs> So I don't know. I, I I love that he calls it messy, mm. right? Like I think Wong as Sorcerer Supreme is dealing with all like the the plot holes that now exist. As Sorcerer, yeah. he just can kind of see how confused <laughs> people are. Like people have this fog in their head of like they know Spider Man was part of it. I think uh, he might have taken off his mask at some point, but I just can't remember who was under that mask. Mm. Like that kind of mass amnesia is what he's referring to by Messies. Like it doesn't make sense. This, this episode specifically, I think the third episode does the most with the writers. The writers are having fun for She-Hulk for sure. So I think yeah. this episode is the writers. There is a mention that Jessica Gao said, they won't let us make fun of Marvel. <laughs> she did an interview that was like, we're not allowed to make fun of Marvel too much. And I think this was a little joke nod at Marvel by being like, no one understands the repercussions of what happened in that spell. And it is so hard to understand. So I think they just wrote like, it's messy to like also be a sly nod to everyone that watched the movie that was like, wait, if this happened, then why is it all these things happening? I really hope Deadpool gets to make fun of Marvel a little bit though. <laughs> I Hopefully, yeah, they better unleash him and like team him up with Jen and let Jen also make fun of right. Marvel because Marvel deserves to be made fun to of. To be fair, Jessica Gao, yeah. they're, they're making fun of Marvel was like, Kind of rough. It was like them being kind of mean. Oh, where no. like they got to the, the, the crux of it. You know, I agree. All right, let's talk about light elves. Mm. Uh, what could be their MCU background? I know, MT, you have some opinions about light elves. Yeah, Alpine. I think that the Sovereign are evolved versions of the light elves. Because we know in Guardians 2, like they're obsessed with evolving their actual bodies to be the perfect beings. And like they, they I think that they live on six suns that are covered in... Um, Something called Dyson spheres, which are like a completely fictional scientific thing that are that basically like scientists, if they could cover the sun in this like technology sphere, could harness the power of the sun and have infinite energy forever, basically, well, until the sun burns out. Um, so I think that the sovereign themselves are a genetically modified version of this woman. And like she's just like unmodified, she's just like pure light elf and she's living on Asgard. But that's just my weird thing. I think that um the light elves are just all about light. Like, just like the Dark Elves are all about darkness, um, which is why she can um, change her appearance because she's just manipulating light around herself. Because like, all right, I'm a light elf. You can just create illusions. Sort of like, um, I'm forgetting her name, Sprite from, um, oh, from, yeah. from Eternals mm -hmm. or Loki. I, like I love that uh, theory, MT. I think that's a really cool idea. I, my thinking is that like the way uh, the realms have been depicted in the, uh, in the MCU when it comes to like the Asgardian realms or the Nine Realms, 
Uh, they seem to be like other planets. Uh, and like, didn't we see Vanaheim or whatever in the- uh, Right, in Thor 2. In Thor the Dark World. We know Muspelheim, it was like Surtur's realm. It just seemed to be like another place, uh, not a people though. I just find it interesting that like, this family of light elves was on Asgard. And like, this was like another race of people that they might've been basically the ambassadors from Alfheim living on New Asgard at the time, the way that like an ambassador will bring their family to uh, to Asgard and then it got destroyed and they just got like stuck with the Asgardian people. Maybe like the people, the other light elves were all basically eradicated and killed. And now she ends up on New Asgard. But like, I have to wonder is, uh, you know, we were talking before we started rolling, how weird she is. She's like a weird little <laughs> trickster. Do we think like maybe the the light elves could be super old and this woman is actually like super young. She's like mm. a child. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Among the, the light elves. 100%. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. 100%. Especially because uh, actually going back really quick. I do think that like the nine realms still have since Odin conquered them. I feel like maybe Odin was nice enough to give each of them like a correspondent for each of the worlds. Just so it's like we need to still live in harmony. I own you guys, but like <laughs> you guys can't fight me. So bring your respective people and we'll have talks every now and then. And I think that's maybe her dad. But I also think like most countries, if you're like just someone that's born somewhere else and then you raise your family on another country, another planet here in this world, <laughs> it would be another planet. I think she just lived like such a trickery. Like in, uh, in Alfheim, I feel like the elves are very sweet. Very nice. Each of them have different properties of what they do. And I feel like they're really smart and work technologically. And this elf, specifically Runa, is just the trickster because she was raised in Asgard to new Asgard to now like Earth. So now she's just like, I can be the trickery one. I think she's a bad example for what the light elves are. <laughs> and she's not a, at all a good representative for what light elves are. So I think oh, she yeah, is sure. young. She is very young. And she's just all about tricking people and being an asshole. <laughs> I, just, I just don't because i think we're all gonna look at this and be like oh these are how light elves act and i'm like no in the comics they're very sweet and they're genuine and actually they were like the easiest one to conquer so i don't want <laughs> runa to be the example of what they are they're runa all just annoying an elves and they're um, just shape-shifting into yeah. just stealing shit all the time like sorry edit all this out but like jesus christ i was like runa sucks <laughs> she really does suck but i love her <laughs> i hope oh, we I see her it. in secret invasion <laughs> She's lost her home. She's lost everything. You gotta imagine a little kid will be a little trickster like or that, right? Like, but I don't like how she she tries to get Pug canceled. Like she's right? like, yeah, exactly. Mm. She's like, let that be your warning. I'm like, no, <laughs> let that be a witch. warning to you, you little freaking. Also, a warning in front of everybody that just saw you do that. We know you're lying. She's not smart <laughs> yeah. about her tricks either. That's what makes me think she's a kid. Is I'm like, you're really bad about your tricks. You're getting caught twenty four seven, dude. All right, let's talk about Blonsky's compound. Uh oh. Uh, so I want to know what you guys think he's planning. Also, do we think like the footage mm -hmm. from the trailer where Jen is like wearing her sundress on that farm, do we think that's his compound? Oh, that could. Oh. Well, yes. Interesting. I always took that as like a country club because I think the compound is where he's doing the group therapy and in the windows in the trailer, it's all a lot of foliage and there's not as many foliage on that golf course. But Titania okay. is in both scenes. So that's why you could mm. be right. Because Titania is on the is a part of the group therapy and is uh, seen in the background on the golf course. So you could be right, but I think Maybe. that's where we see his compound in the trailers is the group therapy. 
I just find it interesting, like, we have we just saw a cult in Moon Knight with Arthur Harrow, right? Yeah. Like, are these cults aware of each other? Are they competing cults? Is <laughs> it a cult? The Seven yeah. Wives, that is Manson, it right? Is, oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. I also think it's not to be that person that's just so, like, you guys know, like, I'm woke as hell. But I'm like, I think it's also the writers just making fun of polygamy, <laughs> like, making fun of polyamorous <laughs> relationships. But I, it is, like, definitely, like, be a part of me, da 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 and I'm like, but they're not evil, <laughs> like Manson. Mm. <laughs> they're not evil like that the ones we know in, of. We don't know that what they're really like. Yeah, I, that is true. That is true. I think that this whole like seven soulmates thing is probably just like a a foreshadowing on Marvel Studios' part because they keep bringing up, "I'm gonna retire back with my seven soulmates on a compound." I think that this compound, like at the end of the day, like Bonsky, of course, like he has his own whole like retreat thing in the show. But I think that the real compound that he's talking about is going to be either with the Thunderbolts or like the Dark Avengers or something where like it's him and seven other bad guys, um, maybe Gamma Power bad guys, uh, maybe where we're looking at um, was it Gamma Flight in the comics? Um, I don't know, but like I'm thinking like it's a, it's an actual team of bad guys that he's like secretly like trying to wink at a nod, um, tease to us. Uh, but Brandon Brandon mentioned once that he was like, I think the seven uh, are representing the seven people for the Thunderbolts, the seven other people mm. for the Thunderbolts. And I was yeah. like, I would like that. But also, why don't you just be his seven partners? <laughs> yeah, I just think it's his seven wives at this point. I Yeah, I think it's got to just be his wives. I just kind of want to know, like, what their moral alignment is, yes. you know? Yes. like. I can't trust them. I, I don't know if they're going to be like as evil and violent as they were, as he was in the 2008 film. But like, I have to think there's just something creepy. I mean, they, like, I can't believe that the parole board is like, oh, sure. Manson vibes <laughs> approved. <laughs> like they're wearing wreaths. Like that's freaking weird. Hey, it ain't illegal to start a cult, I guess. <laughs> Not illegal to be married to seven people. Exactly. Which actually, I think it is it illegal. Is illegal to be married. <laughs> as, to as I say it out loud, well, yeah, you can't be married to multiple. Legally, it's illegal. legally, even religiously, I just watched Keep Sweet, so I don't know how this works anymore. <laughs> so, did, so did we, Kelly and I just finished Keep Sweet. I don't know no how bang. this works anymore. So. Legally, can you, can you not do it? <laughs> you definitely cannot. You definitely the state of Utah banned it. Federally, you cannot. Okay, well, watch uh, me. I'm gonna get married to eight people. But yeah, it's. It's I yeah, it's so interesting. Also, it's like not to be that weird person, but if they do each have an offspring to him, will they be making more Hulk? Will they be making more abominations? Mm. Is that maybe his motive? To make a, make a, yeah, it's make crazy a because it's not like in the real world, your DNA doesn't get affected by shit that happens to you uh, while you're alive. That's like the Lamarck theory of evolution versus a Darwinian theory of evolution. Like it's. It's just things that already exist in your body give you an evolutionary advantage, and that's what you pass on to your offspring. But in the MCU, it affects yes, their DNA, it right? Mm. Their DNA is affected, which doesn't make any sense. But that's fiction. Ugh, so we think they're still up to no good. I just think they're nice wives. Maybe I'm giving Blonsky too much of a pass. I genuinely think he did. <laughs> I mean, you can only pass it on if, like, the what enables your superpower is a mutation, right? But I don't think they're going to make Hulk the mutants. Maybe they will say that, like, the, the Banner family has a mutation and then, uh, you know, Blonsky also has a mutation. I just think uh, they're going to have to draw the line somewhere with who is a mutant and who mm -hmm. isn't. And I, I think they're going to say that, like, gamma-rated people are just a different thing. Yeah. I don't think they're going to touch that too much in She-Hulk. I think She-Hulk has so much... That I think Kevin Feige probably at one else. point 
Yeah, Kevin Feige at one point is probably going to be like, hey, 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 <laughs> stop releasing all this information because we have to answer it eventually. We'll leave it there for this episode of She-Hulk. It's so much fun chatting this show with, with you two. Um, and again, be sure to check out Jess's breakdown that should be coming out in a couple hours if it's not already on the channel. Uh, she's been doing such a such a great job breaking down all the Easter eggs and finding all the, the hidden goodies in all these episodes. So be sure to check that out. Follow Jessica at uh, Lulu underscore Clements. Follow MT at Mastertainment. Follow me at EA Voss. Be sure to subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to New Rockstars. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. I love you guys. Bye.